2: Rashawn McDonald, Money Making Conversations, here we go. Welcome to Money Making conversation. As you know, I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. I say that all the time on this show. Stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. That's their story. You need to write your own story. Put time into yourself. And I always tell people to leave with their gifts, your passion, your drive, and don't let your age. So many times people are their age. They get 30, they hit 40, they start feeling they can't do anything. When they hit their 60s, they want to try to retire. Retire to what? Because the government is not going to take you. And if you have friends who don't believe in you, family or coworkers don't believe you, you cannot let anybody stop you from planning or living your dreams. That's why I bring interviews on my show, money making conversations, celebrities, CEOs, former athletes, athletes, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest is Amari Stardemeyer, the six time NBA All-Star is currently an assistant player, development coach for the Brooklyn Nets, and he's an entrepreneur. Hear that? entrepreneur. Amari is the first and only black kosher winemaker. Amari owns Stoudemire Farms, an organic family-run farm in Dutchess County, New York, which raises black angers. Amari wants to raise awareness about struggling black farmers and teach the next generation a 360-degree view of wellness, which includes not only exercise and food, but financial wellness and community service. Amari is also currently pursuing his master's degree in business from the University of Miami. That's the you, y'all. The you Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. Happy to have him on the show, Amari Stoudemire. My man, thanks for having me. How you doing, sir? I'm feeling good, brother. Feeling good. You no, know, you know, Amari, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm a big NBA fan, so I, I can I can see those uh, those lobs from Steve Nash to you and your slam dunking. And you was you was a, you were an incredible athlete in the NBA. And um, talk about that portion of feeling invincible in all-world, because you were all-world. Talk about that whole part of your life and then trans- transitioning out of the game. We want to talk about it as well. But just talk about when you're at the top of your game athletically.
1: You know what? When you're when you're playing the game at a high level, um, you put in so much work to, to reach a level of expertise in your craft. And I think for me, I was able to somewhat strive for, for greatness in my, in, in my field and mm-hmm. be able to try to reach my full potential. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that space, man, you feel like you're just in a different world. You're in a different stratosphere. Um, And so that energy alone kind of coaxing with with you playing and succeeding at at whatever you're doing. And for me, it was basketball. Right. Playing, going to the, you know, conference finals, playing the Olympics, Mm -hmm. you know, all-star games and all-NBA. All these were incredible accolades that I felt amazing uh, during that stretch.
2: Now, when you you feel amazing, like you were saying, um, you know, do, do, any point in that part does, uh, you know, because you kind of had your game when it wasn't social media. And the social media is now so prevalent. And I'm sure you own social media now. But was social media made a difference in who Amari Stoudemire is if he had it when he played? Yeah, for sure. With
1: me, when I played, I was I was one of the first guys to put together an all star campaign, mm-hmm. like a mini like a mini TV show. Yes. Trying to type, you know, that mm-hmm. goes over the. You know, uh, uh, you know, getting fans get out there to yes. vote, right? On mm-hmm. the vote initiatives. Uh, so I was the first guy to kind of start that whole movement, mm-hmm. and then I was also one of the first guys to have my own uh, 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 YouTube show. Yes, you know, so YouTube channel, I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So back back in the early 2000s, I started a YouTube channel, and I was I was just you know re- recruiting all this content mm-hmm. even back in the early 2000s. <laughs> right. Uh, before all the social media came out. So I was for sure ahead of the curve. And if I would have had social media back then, I would have took to, uh, full advantage of it.
2: You've been a beast. You've been a social media beast. Well liked, as they say. Well liked in the game. But you know, the thing about it, man, When I, you, you're, you're so articulate. You're so, you're so you, you resonate at a high level of professionalism. And so there's so many um, stereotypes of the black athlete. How do you break that mold? How did you break that mold? Because, you know, even when you are successful, there's still going to be stereotypes. How do you go through dealing with that? Or do you deal with it at all? You know what? I think the
1: idea has been able to to step outside of your box. Right. You know, I grew up in a small town in Florida and I was also raised in New York. Mm-hmm. And so always in my community box. Um, and so for me, I was able to step outside the box and learn new things, uh, advance my conversation, uh, advance my thinking. And and so I think that helped me somewhat advance mentally, you know, and so educational wise, I was able to somewhat pursue education, continue reading and just trying to trying to improve myself over the years. Mm -hmm. I think that helped me somewhat, you know, iron out or straighten out my conversations and my way of thinking about business.
2: Right now, you're assistant. One of your one of your titles, because you're a Renaissance man. I I put up there after I mentioned everything. I said, you're almost a reality show. You know, a camera should actually follow you around. You know, you got the <laughs> farm, you got the wine, you got the education, and you're also assistant player development coach for the Brooklyn Nets. Tell us exactly what that is.
1: Yeah. So right now, uh, it's my first year being a part of like a coaching staff. Right. Uh, Last year, I played overseas in Israel won a championship there. I got the MVP last season. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking to go back overseas and play another year. But uh, when I got the opportunity to coach with the Nets, uh, my role now is to to help develop players, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, learn from the front office and the coaching staff to see where I want my future to go, whether it's front office work or whether it's coaching.
2: Okay, cool. Now, okay, now, the Brooklyn Nets, brother. Now you 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 now you were special when you played there, Amari. I ain't gonna lie to you. Now you get to see three players. I'm talking about Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. As a player, how would you guard them? Or what is their greatest asset as a player individually? I mean, you you can't really guard them <laughs>
1: These guys are special. These guys are special offensive players that you just cannot find a way to guard these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the strengths is Kevin Durant is a complete all-around player. Isn't I mean, he, though? 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. This guy is like 6'11". He plays like a guard. He shoots the ball with the best of them. He's for sure he's for sure one of the all-time great scorers that we in this game have ever seen. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a point guard that... Is so creative. Um, I mean, you can never, you could. I mean, I, I have never seen a guard that's this creative before. As far as the way he finished around the basket, uh, the way he gets a shot off, the way he approaches the game is, is is sensational. And then James Harden. But, look, before we get to like,
2: James Harden, let's let's stay on Kyrie because I was talking to Stephen A. Smith. He, you know, you know what he does with that ball, man. When he's dribbling it, I saw him do a move with Ty Gibson in the last game they played against the Knicks, I believe. And he went back and forward, back and forward, and he took him to the hole. And all the time he was dribbling. I've never seen that in my life, Amari.
1: Yeah man, he I mean he's incredible, man. Like I like I watched him every day in practice. Right. I see these guys, you know, almost every game. And what I see every night is always all, every, every game I turn, you know, I have a moment in the game where I just like just shake my head like <laughs> I see this. And I'm a guy who's seen it all. I've been around the world. Before. I know. But, uh, but Kyrie's a different. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a remarkable player.
2: Now, I played, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. So I got to see the trade of James Harden to Houston. Didn't know he was that great. He was a six man at the Oklahoma Thunders. And, uh, and then to have him come to Houston and suddenly blossom into a superstar. What makes him so unique in your eyes as a former athlete and as a, as a coach? Well, James is
1: also creative in his own way, mm-hmm. right? That's what makes these guys special. The creativity that one brings to the game, that the game have never seen That make you a special player, right? And so with James, his creativity, being able to draw fouls, being able to manipulate the defense, being able to take what the defense gives him. If you back off him, three-pointer. If not, he drives to the basket. He has to step back to the side, I mean, I mean, we saw we saw YouTube clips of him creating different type of shots. Right. <laughs> one leg. it's like the creativity is something special, and for a guy like him to be now the the, the leading assist guy, yes, after being the, after being the leading scorer the year prior, it shows you how great how great James really is,
2: and how he's not selfish. And you know, a lot of people thought there was right. wouldn't be enough balls in uh, Brooklyn when he got traded over there. Now right, exactly. let's, let's let's talk about you and the transition of. Uh, you, you, you're currently pursuing a master's degree in business from the University of Miami. Why is that important to you?
1: Well, for me, I felt like, you know, when I was in MBA, NBA, I had, you know, associates that did a lot of my finances for me. Mm-hmm. And, my, and my team did a remarkable job. But I felt like I want to be the one also knowing about all the intricate details mm-hmm. that's concerning the business, you know, mm-hmm. on my side. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have my hands involved in a lot of different businesses. And I want to be able to know how to articulate my conversation, ask the right questions right uh, with, with with future you know partners or what have you so that way I can conduct myself properly in meetings and so and and, and know and be more knowledgeable about mm-hmm. uh, things going forward
2: you know the, it's really you know you're in a, you're in a special era as for especially nba players cuz nba players are not what they used to be they 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 are they're leaders in the corporate space they're leaders in entertainment they're, what what is making like a nba players so unique in how they approach the game why they're playing as well, and also they're excellent because you can actually see you guys. You guys have a, we know you don't have a helmet on your face. I don't even look at baseball because there's not enough blacks to make a difference in baseball. At one time they felt that too many blacks would ruin the game of basketball, and that's not the case. What is really making that transition for you guys so successful? Because you play the most games other than outside of baseball, so you're busy all the time. So how are you able to pursue a degree plan, and also you still coaching? Okay. And and, but you also we're going to talk about the other two businesses, the winery and the the Black Angus Farm in a minute, because you're still as busy as you were when you were playing.
1: Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. And so the ideal is being able to put people in power and position of power to be able to articulate these businesses for you. Right. And oversee each individual entity, which is all which is very important. But you also have to be knowledgeable. You have to be up on your game. To, to hold the people accountable that are in charge of these different businesses. Um, and so, for me, while well, I think in my generation was myself, like this whole era right now, and I think the next generation is starting to, you know, figure it out as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, LeBron, Carmelo, Chris Paul, you yeah. know, this era. Mm-hmm. I mean, it started with Kobe and Garnett and those guys. Mm-hmm. But this that whole era of, of, of guys and players that are, are thinking more so about intelligence. hmm and also basketball, right? right so, right. sports always been like a narrative of like all oh, basketball players or athletes are just dumb jocks, like right. you know, only sports. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, that's not true. And that's a, that's that's a bad narrative. That's false. So what we're doing now is proving that by being uh, uh, somewhat educated on, on everything that we do and being innovative with our with our businesses.
2: Now, here's the interesting thing, because I read this when I introduced you they talked about financial wellness and community service because it was together. And I think they do run together. So because throughout your career, I always knew about your community service. Now, what is that conversation that you are trying to create when it comes to financial wellness?
1: Well, financial wellness is important. I mean, obviously, we had a lot of systemic racism where a lot of the African-American culture have been somewhat behind the Mm -hmm. the paradigm when it comes to being able to to uh, obtain wealth. And pass that wealth down to the next generation, right. um, and so we're somewhat behind schedule. We have to play the catch-up game uh, uh, for us now. And I think um, you know financial literacy and financial you know uh, wealth is important because we have to now understand how to uh, not only make the money but also save the money, and then also invest. And those are those are those are intricate balances between knowing how to save, right? Which means you have to somewhat disconnect yourself from certain parts of vanity because you don't want to get caught up in spending money that's not going to do you any good. You have to also know how to invest because investing would allow that money to then make money for itself. Um, and then you have to learn how to save. When you're saving, you can now put, put aside certain funds for your children so when they become an adult, they can have a head start, on the, a head start in the financial space uh, moving forward. So you have to be able to have that financial literacy for sure.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. If I could be you, and you could be me, for just one hour,
2: if you could find a way
0: to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
2: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the
0: Ad Council.
1: Walk a mile in my shoes.
0: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder and our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
2: Well, you know, the interesting thing when when I'm hearing you talk about your brand and your career, first of all, you know... Uh, if you ever want to go back on TV, uh, please call me, Amaro. You, you're a fantastic brother. I, I, you know, uh, you know. I don't know if you have a TV representative, but please call Rashawn McDonald because you're you, you're special, brother. You, you should, I know. I don't know what they paying you be a uh, assistant player development coach, but you need to be on TV, brother. <laughs> uh, your insights incredible great smile let's say i'll be breaking it down man you do you, you know maybe you might know when to google me a little bit you, you'll find out when i tell you you're special man you go oh that brother does know what he's talking about but when i but, but, but i had cj McCullough on my show twice now he has a wine line that's sold out as well now you got in the wine business but you know but you're a black kosher winemaker please tell us the significance of that
1: well ben ben is first I don't think there's another black culture winemaker out there in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to somewhat change that narrative also as being able to now step into a cultural space, a space where, where health is wealth. Right. Um, yes. And so, and so, you know, the winery out of out of Israel was important for me to get involved in because, you know, obviously having the biblical ties and knowing that throughout the whole biblical context, there's always been wine involved in the Bible. Right. So I yes. wanted to kind of connect back with that soil and create a juice that people here in America can drink and be a part of Israel, like they can be a part of that biblical connotation. Um, so that's how it originally started. And then now I just released two more bottles that's made in California. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a Cabernet Sauvignon that's 100 percent Cab that's made in California.
2: Hey, Amari, just- hey, hey, say that again. Cabernet Sauvignon. I got I to gotta articulate like you. How you say that, man? Just let it roll off your lip. Cabernet Sauvignon. what you say, brother? You need to stop, man. You're a smooth <laughs> operator, brother. Come, say, come on, come on, Omar. Say it one more time. what you say?
1: That's the, that's the Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Cab, Cabernet Sauvignon is <laughs> from California, and I have a, I have a, a, a petite Bordeaux that's also a rosé. Right. also from California.
2: Right. Now, why? Uh, you know, I, two years ago, I was reading USA Today, and they was talking about NBA players, and why? Why it was such a popular uh, drink, and uh, NBA players walk around with little cases, with wine in the little cases. They, they they travel with their wine. Why is that the case? Well, you know what? I think the NBA nowadays is is, is
1: becoming a luxury brand.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of the players that are in the NBA and have played in the NBA are, you know, their brands are considered to be luxury brands. So wine is a part of that luxury connotation. So I think when a lot of the guys who like to go out and have dinner at, you know, five-star restaurants, Michelin restaurants, they want to sit down and drink wine. They want to smoke cigars. They want to drink whiskey and chill, mm-hmm. relax, have a good fun night. Those are those are the ideas that a lot of NBA guys are are, are thinking. And so getting into that wine space mm-hmm. kind of you know, goes with their brand.
2: Right okay. now, now let's go to another part of your entrepreneurial career. This that's what I love about you. It's not like you you're pigeonholed. Okay. Now the you know, the Stoudemire Farms, which is an organic family-run farm, farm in Dutchess County, New York, that raises Black angers. Talk about how did that come about in your life or who turned you on to the opportunity?
1: Well, you know what, man? You know, it's funny. I I grew up in a small town in Florida, which is like, you know, it's like a farm town kind of type deal. Mm -hmm. Also lived in New York for a while. Right. Right. So my grandfather was my grandfather. Jack was a uh, was an entrepreneur himself. He had like he fish in the morning. He had grapevines and peach trees in the backyard. He would have. You know, all these different agriculture uh, uh, elements, and you know, at his home. And so mm-hmm. when, I go, when I go to my grandfather's house, I would see all this and I would see how he works and, and till the soil. And so I, I was like, there's an opportunity that came along my way here in New York where a friend of mine were moving to Italy. Right. And they had this massive ranch out upstate New York. And they're like, hey, we, you know, we have this ranch we just, you know, really just trying to get rid of it. And so... I was like, sure. You know, for me, my initial thought was having a nice getaway place for the family. Mm -hmm. They can have a nice vacation Mm -hmm. uh, and go out the log cabin, relax, light up the the fire pit. Um, But then I turned it into a working farm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so I used about 185 acres of it and I I, I brought in some black Angus. I brought a farm hand. And and this is about seven to 10 years ago.
2: So uh, Uh, are you on the horse? Lamar? No, I have no horses. Okay, you're not riding a horse. You, how do you get out there and and, and, and corral the uh, the angus? What what do you do? You on a, a, a little moped? What you out there doing?
1: Yeah, I, I got the, I got I got the ATV. I got the, <laughs> <laughs> ATV, you rolling, huh? Yeah, man. So 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 the farmhand actually, whenever 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 you go on the farm, you have like a certain feed, right? And the, and the cows they'll come to you, you know. So mm-hmm. they will come right to you, and you can somewhat you know show them which way to go. You fence them in, depending on which right which part of the land you want them to graze, right? Because mm-hmm. you have some parts some parts of the land needs to grow back, mm-hmm. and then you so you take them to another part of the land, fence them in, let them graze that, right? And then you spread them out that way, uh, field by field. Uh, but it's an easy deal, man. You know, it, it's 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 an easy deal and it's fun because now there's a new there's a new situation now with the American government that are, that now are, are giving back to the black, black farmers. farmers. Yeah, because before. Um, um, you know, there was like, I think, like 16 percent of the population were black farmers. Mm-hmm. And now it's down to like point two percent of the farmers that are black. And so mm-hmm. now the government's going to reissue that and try to enhance black farmers. So I was also ahead of that curve as well.
2: You know, Congressman uh, Lindsey Graham called it reparations. That's what he was calling. There was in this deal, you know, funding for black farmers you know when you, when you are a man of many hats what and I, I won't use the word what hat are you most proud of wearing now but what allows you the ability to multitask? well I think for me
1: everything i everything that I, I get myself involved in are passions that I love doing right and then I also learn about it first I learn about it and understand it first before I really get involved mm-hmm. um and so it allows me to to do it naturally you know I feel like if you force something, you're not too sure about it, then it makes it, it doesn't look as natural, it doesn't feel as clean, it doesn't feel as right, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, I, everything that I do is based upon like my passions, what I enjoy doing mm-hmm. and how can I now uh, pass this down to the next generation
2: right? and, and set the tone for for them. So let's talk about that next generation uh, that you talk about of uh, uh, wellness and and then you talk about that, you know, so they won't struggle. You know, do you feel a responsibility? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I, hopefully, I'm just having a really good conversation with a successful person who has been successful in so many different levels as an athlete. Now, as an academic, because you got to get a master's degree, you got to have an undergraduate degree. You can't get, you can't skip. To get that. So you've been successful at that level as well. You're an entrepreneur. You you're willing to step on it. And the beauty of having land, I always my, my dad used to always say, God ain't making no more land. So when you buy the land, that's an investment that you should hold on to. So that's a smart move on your part right there. But when you talk about next generation, what is your responsibility, especially in wellness? Because in 2020 we discovered how a, a, a global pandemic can affect African Americans. And we saw the George Floyd situation. What role did you feel you've had to play? And What role did you play from a pandemic side and from a civil unrest and trying to trying to get people to understand that we are and we should be represented properly as African-Americans?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think my ideal of it is being able to understand our heritage. Yes, sir. And I think that's key because I'm sure I'm sure there's governmental facts and, and paperwork that are in, in, the, in the files there. But a lot of the African Americans that were brought to America are from like the children of Israel. They're mm-hmm. from like, the Judean, that Judean region. Mm-hmm. So for us, for me, what I always try to connect the people with is being able for them to reconnect with the Bible, so they can understand their heritage, and then start to follow suit in that way. And and so that is imp- That's an important message for me to somewhat give to the children because. We have uh, our heritage only goes back to slavery, you know, at one point, like we we've been there's so many different titles of of, of heritage that we've been given, whether it's right. black, whether it's negro, whether it's African American, whether it's you know whatever these names are. But what's our heritage? And our heritage is the Bible. Our heritage, our heritage is, is inside that history book. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to reconnect with that and to understand what that means, and do your own particular learning to figure that part out. And then go from there.
2: My oh, man, it, it's been a wonderful conversation, Amari. Man, uh, uh, you're special, brother. But of course, you know that. And I hope you understand that the gifts that you're giving to us as an entrepreneur, as a leader, as a, as a person who's uh understands the value of education, as a landowner, which is beautiful for black people to say that. Because we know that land has been stripped away from us illegally at times, uh, uh, from a scam way, and not, and not being in the position to make money from the land that we buy. And you were smart enough sure. to see there was value in it, and having the black Angus farm and raising, uh, as they say, cattle. I'm assuming up there and, uh, and making money off of it. Continue to do what you do, man. I want, to, I want to thank you, brother, for coming on my show, Money Making Conversations.
1: Absolutely, bro. Thanks for having me. It's an amazing conversation, man. Let's do it again.
2: Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you something, Mark. I'm not lying, man. You are gifted, brother. But you knew that already because you had a YouTube show. I used to watch it. And I was looking at. See, you, you, you created Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch followed you. With that little commercial right. he did I right. Look at him man I, You are special man And I, I was happy to see you on Stephen a's, Stephen a's Stephen A's world man Because you know a lot of times people They have an image of you uh, Of anybody Especially from an athletic standpoint And you're so smooth And you're so smart uh, Don't stop man And, uh, and I, I will always let you know man I'm a fan of yours Just as a man brother. And because you are doing some man stuff brother And don't stop Okay Appreciate it, Thank you. All right. If you want to go to Money Making Conversations or hear any interviews, please go to MoneyMakingConversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I
0: am your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.